Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. Friday, February 5th, 2021, episode number 171. 2521. Two five, two one. Two five. Episode two one. One seventy one. Two five two one. Sure. Yeah. I all like those it. numbers. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I like numbers. What's up, Carter? What's up, Scotty? Nothing, man. Uh just excited about this interview. I'm so excited. I want to get straight into it. But and you know what? There's not a lot of news out this week. I mean I think, you like, think we have the luxury this week of just jumping right into it. You want to get into it? Let's go. Now we'll chat a little bit. <laughs> Uh, not a not a ton in the news this week. Uh, one thing first and foremost, I know we talked about it last week, but did you see Oliver stand up by himself this week? Yeah, it it's so Dude. cool. I mean, it sounds little to some people, but just just the progress he's making. It seems like every post is something more extreme and more exciting. Man, I'm I'm so happy Oliver's getting better, and uh, man so cool to see thanks to oliver for the daily inspiration thanks to uh the family for helping us uh come along in that journey uh keep at it ollie we're all cheering for you buddy um as far as like and so as far as like news announcements series teams i think there was just one right one just came out the only one i saw was on thursday first impressions race team which had tanner dean there uh last year they picked up Ryan Wells. So yeah. I was kind of wondering that when we got the news about the Waters auto body team and Wells had surgery at the end of the season. Uh, Wells is a good rider and he deserves to be on a good team. Uh, Sandriana Shipman also rides for them. I think she's like the rider coach also, maybe like the team manager. Uh, don't know a whole lot about that team. Maybe we can reach out to them and, and get some more info like we've done with Waters and NKR Canada. And now just recently we're here with, uh, you know, Turner racing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they were, uh, they were at the winter throwdown. They were under the same tent there back in the corner. I didn't get to make it out to chat with them. So we definitely owe them a call to kind of see what's going on with first impressions, the new rider this year. And, uh, you know, Tanner Dean wasn't horrible last year, so he can be coming on strong too with, with the first impressions race team. So we'll get some deets on that and, uh, hopefully some more, uh, some news coming soon. Right. Absolutely. One press release, Olin suspension back with AFT for the sixth year yep. consecutive. Uh, that's that, that's that's big. I mean, it's good to have suspension partners as well as manufacturers, as well as outside world sponsors, too. So they all add up. I'm not discounting that it's not a big deal because Olin's being in the sport is huge. Absolutely. That's about it. I, I, I did have some fun at an indoor last weekend in Sepulpa. Yeah. And Sepulpa, Oklahoma, me and my dad and Stoney went up there. Uh-huh. And it was a good time and seen a lot of people that I've seen before. And Mr. Vic opened his trailer and said, come on in here. I got something to show you. He had a sticker, but he had it. He had one of our stickers blown up bigger. That's crazy. And he, he pulled it off the wall and he put it up to the top, like up because it, it was down lower. And he put it up to the top. He said, will you sign that for me? So I signed it across the shield and he put it back where it was. And I gave him uh, a couple of more stickers and he put off the grid stickers on both sides of all three bikes that he was that that uh, Vic, Caleb Vic was racing down there. That's awesome. And if you guys don't know who Caleb Vic is, he was uh, one of the guys. I think he was actually the winner of the e racing. He absolutely event that, was. Yeah. That, that we did. And yeah. he's from Ada, Oklahoma. And yeah. I didn't know who he was before we had him on. He's a real quiet young man. He's very small, but he was flying like he was undefeated. And he rode like three classes and won all three heat races. And I'll be honest with you, we left before the main events just because there was 62 heat races. Ooh. They had go-karts, they had three-wheelers, they had four-wheelers, they had mini-sprints, they had or, you know, little cars, they, they had all kinds of stuff, and the bikes were way late in the program. Wow. So we got out of there pretty late, and we, we got up to main event number eight before we hit the road, but 
he was undefeated in all his heat races. He won the main events the night before. So uh, he's evidently very good on the indoors. And, uh, and you know, watch out for this kid. I that, mean, you never know. That's pretty badass. And you know what that was, right? You know what led to that was those stickers, right? If he didn't have those stickers on the bike, I don't know if he'd have gone that fast. <laughs> not, 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 not saying Caleb isn't fast, but you know how you know, it adds a tenth at least. Each, Just putting our sticker on. Each sticker. So loading it up with like okay. three or four, yeah. holy moly, you're, you got to have you're a, flying. half you're a straightaway, you know? Um, yeah, so, you better put on extra tear off. Yeah, we might, now that we said that, we're probably going to have to order some more because everybody's going to want them. Um, we got them in a couple sizes there, you guys. Are the regular decent size one that Scotty's holding up for the patrons, I can see. And then we got we yep. got some little tiny ones that we're sending out um, that we just got recently too. Uh, and I actually had some... Oh, I don't have it right now available. I'll pull it out in the future, but some other stickers that, that may be um, coming around in the future, too. Um, okay. And some T-shirts that we're working on. Uh, we uh, realized that there's a, it's been a year since we did the T-shirt, so it might be an annual and thing. So what? Speaking of T-shirts, I put a feeler out on Instagram about bringing back the old Scotty Doobler mm-hmm. T-shirt. Uh, we did make a couple of changes. We're thinking about putting the design on the back. And then on the left chest or the right chest is putting my small number plate with Scotty on the top and Dupler on the bottom. On the back print would be my big long legs sticking out on my flat track itself. And then putting Hollywood up there sideways. So uh, we're working on it. Um, I don't know if it's if it would be good back print or good front print. But uh, when we get it a little bit closer, I might put another questionnaire. Uh, Toss like it Instagram. out to the people. Let them decide. And, and, and we should put on the Off the Groove Facebook page and just see what people think, you know, front front print or back print. So uh, we're getting there. It'll be coming pretty soon. Hopefully, uh, maybe when I come down there to hang out with you, we can work on a little bit. So I'm excited. I'm excited, too. Look at me dancing. Man. All right. We can take that off. We can take that out of the <laughs> We'll intro. just cut that. That's just for the reason. Anyways, we want to get into this week's episode, man? Absolutely. I'm excited about this one. I'm really going to be up, up front and honest with you. I don't know a lot about this guy. No. Um, I don't know much about his background. I heard he was teammates with a really fast guy mm-hmm. a long, long time ago. And then he came, kind of came out of the blue a couple years ago, started sponsoring Cameron Smith. And then this year uh, announced he's got a big team lined up. And uh, we're talking about Mike Turner. Oh, and we are? Yeah, this is going to be a good one. I'm Dude. excited. Yeah, yeah, we're going to do a couple episodes. I think we're going to talk to him first because we got to we got to set the stage. You got people got to know who Mike Turner is, but he's got he's got a pretty interesting crew with him of riders with him this year and tuners too. So we'll talk to them a little down the road. But uh, let's get to know Mike Turner first. What do you say? Call him up, Mike Turner. This is Scotty Doobler. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Good, good. Uh, we've been ha- wanting to have you on for a little while. I know a lot of uh, press releases have been coming out like crazy. And the, the question that gets asked to me all the time is, who is Mike Turner? So we had to have you on to figure that out. We're going to talk about those press releases here in the next couple of minutes. But first, I want to get to know the man, Mike Turner, and then we'll get to know uh, you know a little bit more about your team and how you got involved you know so, so heavy here coming up for the 2021 season. So uh, thanks for your time, first and foremost. And let's go way back. Where were you born, Mike? I was born in uh, Richmond, Virginia. All right. What's it like growing up there? I mean, I, I know there's some fast race guys and you know car guys and bike guys from out there. Uh, what's it like growing up in Richmond? Well, I mean, when I was coming up, I mean, all we did was race motorcycles. So it was, I mean, to be honest with you, it was great. Best time of my life. And, wow. you know, if I could go back and do it over again, I'd do it every time. 
All right. So, so who got you into motorcycles? Was it your dad? Was it the family? Was it your neighbor? I mean, how, how'd you get involved in motorcycles? Well, actually my dad and uh, Rusty Rogers stepdad, um, were construction on the same job sites together. My dad was a brick Mason and that's what I do now. And wow. he, uh, yeah, Rusty dad, I believe don't hold me to it, but I believe he was a plumber, something of that nature. And, uh, Dad came to me one day. I was big in football, started out real early and said, hey, you, you know, you want to race motorcycles? And I had, he bought me a little mini trail 50 a couple of years before that. And, you know, I just spent all summer riding that thing. And right. I was like, sure. And when I got out there the first race, finished second and I was hooked. Hooked. Wow. Wow. So was it always flat track? Did you dabble in anything else? I mean, I, I know I, I've heard rumors that you race road racing, but at the start when you were a kid, was it just flat track? It was always flat track. We had, you know, just like any of the other flat trackers, you go ride some moto every now and then. But to be honest with you, it was flat track, you know, and in our era coming up, I mean, it was huge and, you know, you got to have that speed. Absolutely. What kind of, what kind of flat tracks did you grow up on? I don't even know what's around Richmond as far as amateur race tracks, you know, where you could ride on what, what tracks, uh, what tracks did you race on? Uh, our weekly tracks were on, uh, Wednesday nights. We raced at the, uh, actually when we first started out was the infield of the NASCAR track. There was a little no small kidding. bull ring there. Yeah. Wow. A little small bull ring there. Yeah. Every time you pulled in, you pulled right across the track and we'd actually take our motorcycles and run around the asphalt track. And then, uh, on Saturday nights was greens raceway okay. and greens was a, uh, greens was a, you know, dirt oil that you can't do that anymore but it used to be a dirt oil mix and had a half mile and a right. three-eighths mile so it was in the, it, was, it was that's where we grew up at man with all those guys all right so let's talk about dirt oil because you know it is against the rules now with the epa and everything and you know when i was growing up in sioux falls south dakota we had a dirt track up there uh sioux valley cycle club and they would go to all the oil change places and mechanic shops and they take the oil and put it on the racetrack and it made for some great racing because the track stayed the same and it wasn't dusty and it never broke up. Um, it's too bad that that went away because that was so much fun. Oh, I tell you, it, it was it was phenomenal because you could you, you always got the groove on the bottom and then you always had the cushion up top and you like you said the track never broke down. Always fast, super fast. I mean, you know, it was the uh, well, I guess you could say it would be the perfect track for Jeffrey Carver. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, so yeah, I, I I agree with that. So, did you have any any guys you looked up to? I mean, I know you just talked about Rusty Rogers and your, your the the connection there, but were, did you have like were there fast pros there that you looked up to when you're just you know when you're just starting as an amateur rider? Yeah, the guys that were coming around then is is you know they they never had a chance to make it real big. You know, you had Mark Hartley, Tony Pitcock, um, David Mueller bunch of those guys and i mean they were just phenomenal fast and you know they raced every week there even even when they turned pro they were still racing there you know as much as they could so and those guys you know were always and, and enrichment's not real big and the community was real tight and i mean just going against those guys every week or seeing them ride and then you know every bike you get is usually you know passed down from one of those guys and it's just you know those guys are my heroes coming up absolutely did you turn pro as a flat tracker no i left um my dad was in uh residential construction and back then and in the 80s it was you know kind of went went away fast so we moved to uh, atlanta georgia and 
when you moved to Atlanta back in that time, I guess that was 84. There's really no flat track in the South other than, you know, obviously Florida and Daytona, but around here, nothing. And, um, but road racing was huge. So I went road racing. I started racing Weira. Okay. All right. So let me back up one step, I guess. Uh, I had heard rumors that, you know, you mentioned the connection with, with Rusty Rogers, but he was your teammate as an amateur. Tell me about some of those days. Yeah, I was um, two years behind Rusty. And then, you know, about every, you know, and then we'd cross over in certain classes, 100 or 125, just depending. But, yeah, we raced for uh, Bob Norfleet with uh, Cycle Land Suzuki out of Richmond. And uh, it was just phenomenal, man. I mean, go- going at it with him every, you know, every week and several of the other guys that were, that raced locally with us, I mean, just makes you a better rider. I mean, that dude's, mm-hmm. you know, he, He's crazy as can be, and you <laughs> yeah. know if you ain't gonna ride, if you ain't gonna ride, you ain't gonna keep up. <laughs> Absolutely. So, did he always have, you know, unique style and use all that body language, you know, back then, or was that more so like later as he went pro? No, no, that's the way we all were, we all rode it back then. Because if you're riding greens every, you know, every Saturday and the track and the uh-huh. surface the way it was, I mean, it's just yeah, that's the way you rode it. I mean, all the guys that that road out there road like that uh rusty yeah he was always records and checkers man yeah records and checkers that's right exactly that's that was rusty's motto for sure um what is your favorite flat track racing memory yourself oh man it's got to be my i won my first amateur national at uh, honda hills ohio on my on my rm100 that's that's okay. i mean that's the first time you know that i really want you know I won and I won convincingly. It wasn't even close. And I mean, it was just a, that was just a phenomenal day. And then, you know, that, that was the day I thought, okay, I'm going pro. Yeah. Th- those days, man, those days feel good and they don't come along as often as we mm-hmm. like, you know, when you can unload fast, you don't have to make very many changes to the bike and everything just clicks. Those, those are some great times for sure. So you mentioned after you moved down to Atlanta that, that you went road racing, how long was your road racing career? It lasted about a year, and then we, uh, as as with everybody, uh, ran out of daddy's money. So it's time, it's time to go to work. <laughs> All right. Okay. So so when you ran out of daddy's money, uh, I know you owned, you know, Cornerstone Masonry Group, being in masonry. Um, did you leave road racing and go into business for yourself? Was was that like your first job, I mean, down in Atlanta? I mean, did you learn the trade from your dad? Tell me, Tell me more about this. Yeah, so my uh, my whole family, uh, all my uncles, my cousins, my dad, my father, my um, uh, I say my dad, but my father and my great grandfather, and my great great grandfather were all masons, and wow. most all my family owns masonry. Yeah, most all my family owns masonry companies, and actually, I don't own BNM Masonry. That is my father's company and my brother's company. Okay, all I right. Have, yeah, Amazing. I own Cornerstone. All right, so I, I kind of heard like. The, the reason that you got back into the sport had something to do with the class of 79. Tell me some more. So, you know, I've, you know, I've always followed flat track and stayed with it. And then, uh, they started doing those online auctions and I had a chance to get a, uh, signed Gary Nixon poster and I bought it and then started talking to Charlie. And funny thing was Charlie, uh, actually right when I was getting started, actually came and lived with my old sponsor son, Billy Norfleet. And we got to talking and reminiscing and figuring out we knew a lot of people together and stuff like that. And then, you know, my hero growing up was Jay Springsteen. 
you know, I always race number nine. That's the nine number I had all through amateurs. And mm-hmm. I still have it all over my stuff with even, even my company stuff has number nine all over it and Love it. getting to, yeah, getting to talk with Charlie. And, um, he actually hooked me up with Jay Springsteen. Jay was going South and to, uh, stay in Florida at the beginning of the bike week, um, two years ago. And he stopped in Atlanta and I got to buy some leathers and a helmet off of him. And I got to meet my hero, man. It was, uh, oh. it was phenomenal. <laughs> oh yeah. It was just, I, I could, I mean, the feeling was just, I, I can't even describe it. And, you know, and getting in with Charlie and then I just got to thinking, it was like, man, you know, how can I, you know, I never made it as pro and could I have maybe if I stayed with it. And then I, you know, I just asked him off the, off the cuff one day, I'm like, Hey man, is there any guys out there, you know, that need some help? You know, how can I break mm-hmm. in a little bit? And he gave me a couple of names and you know what? I called him up and all of a sudden I'm a team owner. That's amazing. So you, you gave me goosebumps right there because, you know, growing up, a lot of people never get to meet their childhood heroes. And I've been fortunate enough to meet several of mine. You know, Ricky Graham was obviously one. Ronnie Jones, Bubba Schobert oh, yes. are, are, are three of my my heroes growing up. And then the sprint car world, Doug Wolfgang. So it's it's amazing. Uh, that when you ever, if you ever get the chance to meet your hero and, you know, I've got a Doug Wolfgang helmet right here that I cherish, like it's, it's my baby, you know I mean? <laughs> so I, I get, I get the feelings you're talking about with those leathers and that helmet. Um, let's talk about, you know, when did you first, you, you just said that you wanted to start helping some folks. The first name I remember you being associated with was Cameron Smith. Was there anybody else before that, before we want to talk a little bit about it, Cameron? No, Cameron was, it, it was, um, it was Charlie gave me two names. He gave me Cameron and Cole and Cole was at the time was with Richie Morris racing. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I thought, well, and then I watched uh, some film of Cameron at uh, Callahan and I was just blown away. The kids got, you know, just so much talent. I mean, he's a great rider and Mm -hmm. called Cam up and made a deal to help him. And that's where, that's where it all started. That's amazing. Uh, before we move too far away from 2020, I remember saying your name a few times at the Atlanta short track on a bull taco. And I'm pretty sure there was a number nine on the number plate. <laughs> yeah, there was. And uh, yeah, funny thing. Cause he said, Ronnie Jones and we said, we go out there and get lined up. That's the first time I've raced flat track since what? 80, 85. So yeah. Well, yeah. uh, however many years that is. And, I jumped out there and we go out there in the heat race and I line up and I look over and there's Ronnie Jones sitting there. <laughs> I was like, okay, wait a minute. This ain't even fair. <laughs> so I, I got all nervous and I was like, man, if I can just get it, if I can get the start, the track small enough, I, you know, I can probably stay up in the front and I'll be fine. And I was sitting mm-hmm. way back on the seat, not thinking about it. I popped the clutch yeah. and sailed her 1230 launched it. <laughs> it was pretty embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Well- you're maybe keeping the human highlight reel name going along with you. You know, I know that's Rusty's name, but maybe that's why you did it. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. Steel shoe came off. It was not, yeah, it was not good at all. I mean, it was. Especially in the town you live in, right? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my Lord, man. I mean, and I was, well, the funny thing was, is then I get a text message with that picture and it says, you know, it says, what the heck, rookie? And I didn't recognize the number, so I called it. Uh-huh. It was Billy uh-huh. Norfleet, my old sponsor's son. He actually had he had been to Springfield. I ain't seen him in 30-some years, and I launched it right in front of him. It was embarrassing. I mean, it, it, oh, it, it was – but it was fun, man, to get back on and get going again. Yeah, it was great. 
Yeah, that's awesome. So are, are, have you ridden since then, or is it a one-and-done type deal, or are you going to keep riding? Mm. No, I ran I ran Atlanta. I went and rode Atlanta and uh, at Dixie. I ran Dixie. I ran an Astro Cup at Dixie and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, got faster and got faster and got faster and felt great on the bike. I mean, and Charlie built me the bike. That's another thing. Charlie built me the motorcycle. It was a great bike, and then uh, I was out there running and gunning and thought I was going fast and then the bike locked up and seized up the rear tire and, and I wrecked and I, I, I felt worse off a of skateboard. That's how slow I was. So I was kind of like, mm, I need to go practice a little more. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. All right. Well, I just didn't know if you're, if you're planning on lining them up again here in 2021, I guess we'll have to wait and see, but uh, you know, the, the reason we called you, obviously I want to get to know you more, but the big announcement came out not too long ago. And there's several pieces to the announcement, I guess, so uh, we can talk about each and every one of them. But the the big thing is Henry Wiles, Cole Zabala, Trevor Bruner are going to be riding for you. And then just the most recent announcement was American Honda's on board. So uh, that's a powerhouse team, if I've ever heard of one. And with Honda's backing, I think think everybody better look out for this Turner Racing team. Yeah, I think so. I mean... The guys we got, the riders we got, especially with Henry. I mean, Cole's just, you know, he's got the heart of a lion, man. That dude just does not give up. And then Trevor, he's just got all the talent in the world. But, yeah, um, you know, with Al, Al Lamb with uh, Dallas Honda, he helped put that deal together and uh, just, you know, making contacts last year. And, you know, we worked our tail off last year to get it, you know, to get that done this year. And, yeah, that rider lineup right there, I think we got something for him. Absolutely. I mean, you got Wiles, who's the, the, the KG veteran. He's, he's won more on a single than anybody else in our history. He's won more TT races, and, and uh, he's one heck of a rider. I think, you know, people were talking that he would struggle on some of the bigger tracks, and I think he proved him wrong last year. So uh, I can't wait to see what he does on your bike. Zabala, like you said, he's been riding really hard. He's training really hard, riding every day. And Trevor Bruner really impressed me about two or three years ago down at Volusia. Uh, was still an amateur and went out there and beat all the pros in the uh, the open singles class. Or it might have been all-star singles, maybe, possibly, or something like that. So those three riders are, are one heck of a combination. They are. Well, I mean, I'm blessed. I mean, to, to be honest with you, I'm blessed. Those guys, um, you know, of course, Cole rode for me last year and uh, Trevor ran for me last year. And the, those guys just worked their tail off last year. And they had a rookie owner that, you know, was making all kind of mistakes and, you know, a lot of what happened last year with them, we had a lot of good podium finishes, but we had a lot of bad finishes, and that's, you know, lesson learned. So with Henry coming on board this year, we all know who Henry is, and he could not turn down the opportunity. I mean, when it was presented to me to get Henry, it was like, yeah, that's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Let, let's talk a little bit more about the team. I know also in one of the announcements, Brian Bigelow was, was announced to be the, the crew chief. Does he going to work on all the bikes, or do you have other mechanics on board to help out, Brian? No, we got some other mechanics on board to help out Brian. Brian is really uh, more of a team manager. He's just in charge of all the builds. He's in charge of all logistics. He's he's doing everything. I mean, um, Brian's just a phenomenal guy. You know, his I mean, that dude's a beast. He just doesn't quit. Mm-hmm. And the the funny story is how I got Brian was is last year at Dixie, um, I had I got a nice flat track collection and uh, I had one of his helmets that I'd gotten that I purchased and. Mm-hmm. You know, I figured, man, you know, I'm sure, you know, and I called it, you know, I just happened to ask him, said, hey, man, you, you remember this helmet? And he was like, yeah, I do. I said, well, you want it back. And uh, so I came into Dixie and handed it to him. And ever since then, we started talking a little bit. And I was able to get him at the end of the year last year to come on board. And, I mean, you just can't say no to that guy. Wow. 
That, that's awesome. I, that's such a great story, Mike. I mean, that's really cool. Um, I guess the, the last big announcement that I've seen, which is it's not maybe as big because we're talking amateurs, but you signed this phenom that they call Chase Sadoff, and he's another super young, fast, smart kid. Um, how did you make that decision to pick him up? So last year when uh, we went down to Pensacola, to, uh, you know, Robbie Bobby's when, you know, when the, everything got moved back because of COVID and all that stuff, um, Chase was down there and dude, he was blowing people away. I mean, this kid is just phenomenal. And then, you know, he's up there from around where Cole is around that whole, that whole group right there. And just kind of watching him through the amateurs and, you know, the kid's just, a, you know, like you said, he's phenomenal. The, the kid can ride and he's got all the talent in the world. Then I met his parents and good guys, nice, great people. And then down in Callahan, you know, I was like, man, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. You know, this ain't going to be a one year and done, done thing. So you got to build for the future and started looking around did some different amateurs and talking to different amateurs and chase just, I mean, good gosh, the kid just stands out wherever he goes and went down to Callahan and he blew him away in Callahan too. So yeah, we made the deal. Awesome. Will, will he switch over to Hondas? I know he's been riding Huskies the last couple of seasons. Are you, are, is that in the works or have you guys even talked about that yet? We haven't discussed it yet. It's still new. We just wanted to get it out there and, you know, and you know, let people know that he was with us, but yeah, we haven't discussed it yet. I mean, you know, as well as I do, Scotty, how flat track he is. And, you know, mm-hmm. you know if he, if, if I'm with Honda and he wants to go pro, yeah, he's going to have to go to Honda. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I get that. Um, are you going to plan? Are you planning on attending all the races yourself, or are there some that you're going to sit out and watch? No, I didn't miss a race last year. I'm not going to miss any this year. Um, you right, know, one of the right. things, yeah, yeah, my, I own the company, so um, my vacation time now is spent at, at, at the flat track. So, but I really love it, man. I mean, getting back in that community now and, and being back in there and getting to meet everybody. Everybody's been really, mm-hmm. really helpful and nice to me. So. No, I love it, man. I, I won't miss a race. Right on. What do you think about the schedule? There's, you know, the Atlanta Super TC comes to mind. It's new. Uh, Chicago Half Mile, we're going back to Joliet. You know, we, we haven't been there in a long, long time. DeCoin's back on there. Uh, another new track is Port Royal. Um, I, I like the schedule. I, I think it looks really good. What are your thoughts? I like the schedule, too. Especially, the funny thing was, last year, we, I was sitting in the infield of um, – at Springfield watching the super twins. And I was like, man, why don't we go back into coin? And then all of a sudden this year, you know, it's one of my favorite tracks, you know, to go visit and watch the pros race on. So now I'm really stoked for that. The only one I'm kind of disappointed in is that the uh, Springfield short track won't, won't be on the, on the schedule this year. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately it's not a grand national. I know Steve Nace will have a race there for sure. You know, uh, possibly a couple different races there, but uh, right. it, it is kind of a bummer. That's not a grand national. Uh, I love seeing AFT there with, you know, all the best, of the best, especially the short track, the TT in there. It's not my favorite, but it's, it's so cool to have all the racing action right in front of you. So it's, it's a cool arena, really good dirt. So it is a, a bummer that it's not on the schedule. Um, are you looking forward to maybe having some twins later on, or is that, you know, way, way too far in the future? Well, you know, um, with Brian discussing it, you know, at the beginning of the year, we did talk about going to the Sioux Super Class. But if you look at it, I mean, where's the best race in that right now? The best race in singles, singles in my opinion. Ab- I mean, absolutely. Yeah. And if you're looking for manufacturing help, where are you going to go? It looks like to me it's singles. And, mm-hmm. you know, the cost to do it is, is, is less, but the competition and the, you know, 
you got these young kids coming up that are hungry, you know, of course, you know, and I've got, you know, I got Henry, but look at the future of the sport, you know, the future of sports right there in the singles division. I just think it's phenomenal racing and yep. yeah, I'm sold on singles for, so for right now in the near future, it's going to be singles. Gotcha. I love it. Uh, you know, it is the best race and hands down. I mean, the super twins is awesome and seeing those big, you know, those big heavy bikes go as fast as they do, but there's just a, a handful of guys that can win where in the singles class, the bikes are so equal. It puts it, you know, more on the rider and more on preparation and more on, you know, getting the setup just right. So I love the singles class myself. You are pretty, a, a pretty new team. You got help from, you know, American Honda and Al Lamb's Dallas Honda. Um, what are your expectations for the team going into 2021? I mean, we sat them high. I mean, the team we've put together, you know, we're looking to, we're looking to win that championship, you know, that's, that's, and all, all guys in the, at least in the top five. I mean, that's really what we're shooting for, and we've really spent the time and the money and the effort in this offseason making that happen. You know, we've brought and we've brought some other sponsors on board too. I got two Fortune 500 companies coming in. I got United Rentals, the largest um, construction rental store in the world, and I have Quick Creek, a uh, division of Quick Creek called Spec Mix. I'm bringing them in too. So we're wow. we're really, yeah, we're coming strong, man. We we really, I don't do anything uh, half baked. <laughs> I really <laughs> want to. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. I got goosebumps again, Mike. I mean, come on, man. I'm ready. <laughs> let's, let, let's go to Volusia tomorrow. Golly. I'm, I'm with you. I am with yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, like I said, we appreciate the time. We usually wrap up the episode with Graham's question. So Graham really didn't know who Mike Turner was, but she did see <laughs> all your riders down there at the winter throwdown in those real pretty, puffy, red, white, and blue Honda coats. And she wants to know where she can get one. Well, just, uh, yeah, that's not a problem. You just tell her to get with me the next time she had a track, and I'll make sure she gets one. Oh, yeah. You're just going to make her day. Uh, Graham is the, the biggest flat track fan that I've ever met, and uh, she's going to be tickled to death to hear that. So up next in our podcast is uh, rapid-fire questions. So when I say the question, tell me the first thing that pops into mind. Are you ready? Yes. Now you're getting me excited again. Man, I'm going to have to go ride something when we get done with this. I'm all fired up. <laughs> What's your favorite racetrack? Oh, Springfield. All right. The Mile, of course. The Mile. The yeah. Mile. All right. I got you. I got you. Uh, you, said, you said Jay Springsteen's your favorite flat tracker of all time. That was usually our next question. Who's your second favorite flat tracker? Bubba Schobert. Yeah. All right. I love it. He's up there. Favorite person to go bench racing with? Ah, uh, Bigelow. All right. I love it. Who's the next first time twins, super twins champion? I know I'll, I'll, I'll take your guys out of the equation. So we'll just go to that super twins class. Mmm. Rispoli. Oh, all right. I like it. Uh, the next one is scarier racing situation. Coming to the line next to Rusty Rogers or wheeling out that bull taco. <laughs> <laughs> wheeling out that bull taco now <laughs> used to be rusty now it's wheeling out that bull taco i got you. it's it's funny how things change right <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and, and and the last rapid fire question is what are you most proud of Ah, uh, my kids right on you want to say hi to him i give him a shout out yeah, let's give a shout out because my boys, not you know, none of them ever race, but they come to they come just about to every race. You know, I want to give a shout out to Kelton, to Trip, Tatum, Alexis, and my wife for letting me go to all these races and not saying anything. Uh, Courtney, 
Awesome. And since we're, we're giving shout outs, uh, here's your chance to say thanks to anyone. I know you, you mentioned a couple of the new sponsors you're bringing on board. Uh, who all do you want to say thanks to? Well, first off, I want to say thanks to rookie 79 and Charlie for, you know, getting me involved back involved in flat track. And then of course I want to say thanks to Honda and, you know, we're going to work hard for them this year. Um, United rentals, spec mix, Dallas, Honda, Pro X, S and S came on board. They're helping us out a bunch. Throttle jockey, they're helping us huge. And you know, for my dad, man, to be honest with you, because he's the one that got me into this thing, and it ain't stopped. And you know, Turner Racing is all of my brothers. So I want to give a thank, you know, big shout out to them because they jumped on board. You know, when I jumped on board to get back in it, so it's me, my dad, and all my brothers getting after it again. Oh, that's so cool. You know, the reason I'm involved and, and was, you know, got deeper and deeper involved, you know, my grandpa race, but, you know, the time going up and down the highway and the interstate with my dad, the time in the garage with my dad, it brought us so close together and it's nothing like the family and the extended flat track family. So I feel you right there. Uh, Mike, thanks so much for coming on our podcast. We appreciate it and best of luck in 2021. Thanks, guys. I enjoyed it. Appreciate it. Holy American Honda, bro. <laughs> I was wondering what you're going to say when we came back from that one. <laughs> Dude, that was exciting. I, uh, I I was cracking up, you know, laughing. He had me on the edge of my seat a couple times. He started talking uh, about some good old memories. I got some goosebumps on my arms, and, man, it was fun. I, I did not interview. see the Rusty Roger thing coming. I knew nothing about that. Did you? Not until we actually started doing some research. Well, and, and, uh, and I should have put the two and two together. Richmond, right? Like... Hello, right, Richmond, like, Virginia, exactly. Come on, yep. but I, I didn't yep. know that. Like, and you know, even if you did hear that, you might say, "Oh yeah, Rusty was from Richmond," but like, I didn't know that they were that tight. I didn't know, you know, right. that whole deal. They, like, they had the same sponsor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Super cool. And then the son of the sponsor called him up and told him he made a fool of himself <laughs> going over backwards <laughs> at the start at Atlanta last year. That's, that's that's hilarious. It's just I don't know. Start to finish, man. Big awesome episode, awesome interview, great story. And dude, this story is just really beginning. Year two, really, for for him buying in, sponsoring uh, riders. Yep. Um, yep. And what a drastic difference from year one to year two. Um, yeah. it, you know, you've seen that when when Eston's thing came in. You saw it with Jerry Stinchfield when they came in. Uh, it may be another deal here, the same kind of deal where where somebody. Yep who's you know so passionate about the sport at a younger age finding success professionally only to come back to the sport and try to make it better it's just just wait and, until you get to the races and go check out his pit area i don't i can't remember if he talked about that after we stopped recording or yeah, it what, was after it was after but, we, oh, but boy stop by their pit area <sighs> and see what all they're bringing it's it's, it's gonna be huge yeah that's awesome that was a great interview. I, I enjoyed that one. Thanks to Mike for his time. And uh, man, what else you got? We, we didn't even thank our new patrons up in the in the intro. Yeah, we got some new patrons yeah, on board. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, we got we did get some new patrons, and we're adding two more tonight. So, um, yep. so that's good stuff. Ron Stone, which yes. is Stony, yeah, him and his wife Bonnie are on board. They're new patrons. Also, Mike Turner, who we yep. just had on, absolutely. Uh, Mike 
and that's not why we had him on. We already had him no, on the list. We had and him, and then he signed then on. He's on. That's awesome. And he's on big time. And then Robbie Knapp. And I don't know much about Robbie, but uh, you three, thanks. Actually, four, because Ronnie, Ron and Bonnie Stone, I guess. So thanks to you four for uh, stepping up and being becoming patrons with us and supporting our podcast. And it's it's growing and growing, and, and we love it. Yeah, man. At the rate of one or two a week, it's it's uh, it's unreal, dude. And we're going to be working on some things, too. Like, if, if you... If, if the Patreon thing isn't for you and you want to support us, uh, hell, we even have an intern possibly now we're talking to. Uh, there's all kinds of all kinds of shit that's happening, and I'm loving every second of it. Uh, yep. But yeah, but yeah, it's uh, we're, we're wrapping our heads around and we're trying to figure out the best way to do it to, to give you guys what you want um, and build this the, in the way that you guys want us to build this. So feel free to, to shoot us a note. Give us your thoughts if you have an idea. The new patrons are very active so far, giving suggestions, so I'm stoked on that. We, we've got a few uh, ideas for future episodes already lined up, and we're tracking the ones that we've talked about before. We're still tracking the Triumph thing. Uh, there's still a lot a lot of different things to talk about uh, heading into the season besides the riders and the team announcements. So we're going to have a fun year, dude, and uh, I'm going to make it to some tracks, nationals, non-nationals. We're going to give some content throughout the year, some way, some shape, some form, uh, to help these patrons uh, see s- some extra stuff that they wouldn't normally get. It, unless right. they were patrons off the groove so good things to come i guarantee it absolutely what do you got going on this weekend carter this weekend is going to be a bit of a crazy weekend for me i'm uh i'm actually doing nothing well that's crazy yeah what are you doing okay absolutely nothing i was supposed to be in reno nevada i had to cancel my flight cancel my car and stuff like that so uh COVID. Uh, they wouldn't, the state of Nevada wouldn't allow more than 300 people in that area of the arena. Well, we probably had that many in riders. So that means the riders have to come by themselves. And it's just, it just wasn't feasible to make money. Uh, so they postponed that one. Now they've added Tampa as like a Supercross Arena Cross invitational type deal. Yeah. Uh, the Supercross guys are off that weekend. So hopefully we'll get a couple of Supercross guys to come hang out with us. We're doing pros only on Saturday, amateurs only on Sunday. So um, and then I'll just uh, meet up with you and hang out in Florida for a week before we get ready for Savannah. So I, I'm not doing anything until then as far as work. work I love was. it. Um, yeah, and I'm not doing anything at work either. There's a bunch of riders down here in Florida. I'm going to try. I'm working 9 to 5 Monday through Friday. So if I can get off of work and go catch a couple hours at the track with some riders, yeah, I'm down yeah. to do that. If you're in Florida and you just want to come out and get some social content, I'll come do it for free. I'm just trying to make as much content between now and the beginning of the season. Uh, so if you're a flat track rider that wants to uh, get some content for free, holla at your boy. Right on. Um, well, have a good week. Have a good weekend. And uh, we'll talk to you next Friday, Carter. All right, brother. This is a good one, man. Take care. Peace. Later. Later. stand my mohawk up for next week's before you shave it off i'm not shaving it off i got a special guest you, you lost a bet yeah you lost a bet i'm gonna shave, to shave it but head. i am not doing it i have a special guest who you will see that's gonna shave my head and we're gonna put I it on patreon wait. otherwise i was gonna call you a uh, non-bet paying <laughs>